Hello. Uh, and welcome to episode three of the Record Store Podcast, brought to you by The Chatterbox. I'm your host, Toby Logan, and as always, I'm joined by Owen Cummings. The other host. The better host. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's been a bit. It's been uh, a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, in this episode, uh, we're going to be talking about this new Weezer album that came out. It's called OK Human. Do you have any background info, Owen? I do. Uh, so OK Human was going to be the 15th, uh, studio album by Weezer, which is an American band that can only be described in genre as Weezer. Um, they've recorded pretty much everything from pop rock to just straight up pop music to guitar hero hard rock um and their supposed uh 14th studio album uh, called van weezer got delayed because of the um coronavirus pandemic um and they had been sitting on some of these tracks for a while and they decided to push these out before Van Weezer. So this ended up being the 14th uh, album that they released. Uh, it came out on January 21st, 2021. And uh, yeah, it's the first Weezer record in a while that has more than 10 songs on it. Which I thought that uh, um, the album came out on the 28th. <laughs> did um, it? I thought so. Did it? Oh, not? no, that was... Um, my bet that was the single right on my favorite song yeah yeah okay um so uh and uh you said that it got um you said that uh van weezer got delayed and then this one got put out instead. yeah so and um, i'm very happy that it did because in my opinion this album is great it's a top tier weezer album in my opinion oh uh, definitely how do you think about it no yeah um so i think we should explain because the weezer fan base is one of the strangest fan bases in um, modern music um there's a snl skit that uh or describes this pretty perfectly where half of the fan base pretty much thinks that they only have two good records and then a lot of the other fans like the rest um but there's a whole lot of debate about which ones are good which ones are not uh everyone sort of has their own opinions but then when this one came out i think it was pretty unanimously like yeah okay this is good which does not happen often with this band which um yeah i'm very pleased with this album i would put it at like three or four on my rankings yeah um and it's very it's very different. I well, I I hate to say different because I feel like they change up um, their sound like a lot um, from mm-hmm. album to album. But um, I think this one especially is very different from anything that they've ever put out. Um, featuring, um, I don't I don't think that there's any electric guitars on this album at all. There is not. Uh, I know Rivers Rivers Cuomo, the lead singer, did a um interview where he this this was like back in 2017 so they'd been working on this album for a long time um but he was saying back then it was very piano driven um and it actually 
the end result actually has a 38 piece orchestra on it and yes no electric guitars which it was has always kind of been like the one continuous element in their music but that's gone too now so right and i I feel like before we really start getting into this album uh in particular we should uh i i should ask uh what what has been your opinion on um Weezer's recent output over the past uh, few years with like the Black Album and then and the Teal Album and stuff like that. So I got, I first started listening to them before um, the Black Album came out. I think it was like a few months before. So my first experience with their actual releases while I was listening was Teal, um, which I know a lot of people kind of throw away because that one's all covers. Uh, but I really like that one. I'm kind of in the opinion that their new stuff isn't bad. It's just not as good. Um, I think, you know, all, all bands have slumps that they get into and get out of, but I think, you know, they've never been, consistent with one sound enough to say like, well, this, you know, them changing is a bad thing. Like, I don't think that's a valid argument that I think a lot of fans do make, um, because they've changed so much that I think that's just part of who they are. And, you know, some experiments are just better than others, but I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of a lot of their stuff so coming into this i did have high expectations and i they were met so i I was very pleased yeah um personally um i i haven't been the biggest weezer fan um like uh throughout my life however um i mean i've been listening to them for like a while i mean they're 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 pretty (laughs) they're a pretty big band but um um I think for me, their most uh, recent output um, through like the Black album and, and uh, the the Teal album has has just been very underwhelming. And I'm in I'm in the boat of and and maybe this is like very I wouldn't say petty, but like uh, I don't know. <laughs> but um, I, I I think I'm in the boat of oh, Weezer only had like three good albums or whatever right and uh, like obviously i'm not saying that they can't ever have like good albums after that but i just don't really like i'm not a big fan of their other output um especially since like pacific daydream came out which was yeah not that my, one was. not my favorite <laughs> um but um yeah i thought i thought that the black album and the teal album were fine I think that it was mm-hmm. their best output in a while at that point, but I was kind of, I was still pretty underwhelmed by it. Um, but um, let's not spend this whole time talking about. Um, yeah, that, that's a whole other episode. Yeah. I will say, though, one of the good things about them is that they don't, they try not to take themselves very seriously, it seems like, um, compared to other bands that sort of came up in the same generation as them, like Green Day, right? Uh, where they do try to like have messages in their songs and all that. So then if they make a 
subpar album. We're not going to talk about the last Green Day album because that was but I think the difference in image does help. And I think it says something that Weezer still has devout fans, even if a lot of people say that their output has been subpar. Right. Um, which means going into this one, I think everyone who listened to it was at least pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I would say I was, I was pretty shocked. Um, <laughs> um, like, the the first that I had um I, I well I saw them doing like a bunch of uh, um like promotion for it on social media before even uh, all my favorite songs came out which was the one and only single uh, from this thing yeah like when I started to see the new promotion or you know like them promoting a new album uh, being obviously okay human um. I was like, oh, okay, it's just it's just another Weezer album. And then all my favorite songs came out. I was like, what? <laughs> this is a thing. <laughs> yeah, it had the potential, um, speaking of the promotion, it had the potential to be like the most okay boomer album of all time mm -hmm. with the whole like technology focus. There's a song on here called Screens that I was very skeptical of going into it. Um, but it ended up being actually one of my favorite songs. Um, but yeah, I think that's one of the things where, uh, th this album as a whole made me laugh. Cause it's clearly a play on okay. Computer by Radiohead. Right. Um, which I think I said in the Joji, um, Sufjan Stevens episode. I'm not the biggest Radiohead fan. Um, so that, that made me laugh. Um, but yeah, I think, should we just start getting into the music now? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you're fine. I was just, um, uh, yeah. So, um, well, you, you mentioned you were, um, your reaction to all my favorite songs. I guess we could use that as a starting point. Like, when you say like, what do you mean? What is in like, this is good. Or were you just confused? Um, well, <laughs> I, I'd say like a little bit of both. Like, um, obviously I was surprised at, at just how good that song is. And like, I know we'll probably get into when I know we'll probably get into this more later, but, um, after having listened to it, even though I, I still think it's a great song, it wasn't, one of my favorites, especially in this, in the first half of the, of the album. But, um, I was not only surprised at how good it was, <laughs> the, mm -hmm. the, or like the, uh, orchestral, uh, parts of that song, which I mean, they kind of go throughout the whole track, but like the string section of that, uh, track just, I mean, it was I don't know. It was it was gorgeous and it kind of caught me. It was guard. really good and the drums too, like right. the very uh, stripped down, almost kind of like the sound that you hear in uh, some of the mid period Beatles records where Ringo was using like paint brushes mm -hmm. and it was like very slappy and it sounded really good. Um, yeah, and I think you you brought up a good talking point with the with the Beatles uh because I mean I picked up on a lot of Beatles influence here like especially Sgt. Pepper era definitely uh Beatles Beach Boys too I know Rivers cites 
um, the Beach Boys as a huge influence on him. And you can kind of hear the Pet Sounds influence in this too. Also, Smiley Smile, because um, all of the songs, if I'm not mistaken, or at least a lot of them, flow into each other. Right. So, uh, which that's a really cool um, thing to include, especially on a digital album, because I'm sure if you get it on vinyl, uh, I think they all flow into each other, except when you flip it over to side two, which is really awesome. Mm -hmm. We talked about um, how the, the string section is, it's a very uh, prominent uh, part of this album and how it kind of flows throughout the whole thing. Um, which I think that that's a good, um, I, I think that that is one of the parts that made me feel like the whole thing was very interconnected was that string section that I don't know. <laughs> flows yeah, no, I totally agree. Cause, um, you know, thematically or tonally, it doesn't really, uh, flow. Like I know with projects like the black album where even though it was a pretty poppy sounding album, a lot of the lyrics were pretty dark and depressing, but this it's like he, um, he'll go from a love song to, uh, like almost like a personal reflection piece. And I think having that, connective tissue of the orchestra really uh it almost kind of makes it feel like a more like a night at the opera where it's like you're watching a show or listening to a show versus just an album Mm -hmm. um which leads me to think i might even classify this as a concept album even if there's no glaring concept. Yeah, I was actually gonna, I was actually gonna uh, say something about that. Um, like especially, I think the like um, the big moment where that kind of started to um, when I started to think that way um, was the um, obviously how the songs really flow into each other. But I think specifically um, the way that playing my piano and mirror image uh, flowed into each other. Yeah, that, um, that was a really. Yeah, I was also gonna say that um, despite this being a very different sound for them with the with the strings and the lack of electric guitars, um, it still feels like a Weezer album, um, just because of I wouldn't say the subject matter, but the way that Rivers is is writing, in a lot of ways, it still feels like, oh yeah, that's that's Weezer right there, and also. Um, it still keeps its alternative rock uh, roots, even though it's a much grander sound. Um, I think specifically with like the drums on tracks like um, Alugovi and um, uh, Great Numbers had a good yeah. That's uh, I think even the like first three or four songs the way they flow into each other almost reminded me of um, In the Airplane Over the Sea by Milk Hotel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where it was like crescendo going into slightly softer and then crescendo and then slightly softer, mm-hmm. um, which the sort of emotional 
um, structure of this album was really well put together. And I think that's something that might have been missing from Weezer's past few um, albums was a good structure. Like they do kind of feel all over the place at times. Um, but I mean, when, if your songs are flowing into one another, hopefully they sound good doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, one thing I noticed, um, y- you brought up Aldo Gobi. Um, and that was a song that I noticed had some pretty, uh, timely subtext, um, with like, the way you read into it, it kind of makes you think of COVID, um, which is interesting because they did have a lot of these songs, uh, pre COVID, right? Stashed. Yeah. Um, but well, you know, it's the whole song is about like a boring kind of mundane sort of existence. Um, and then, he is kind of missing it. Uh, like he wants to break free from that. Um, and that, I don't know. It's just kind of interesting to see or wonder how these songs sort of morphed, um, or what meaning they will take on later. Like once we revisit this post pandemic or something. Right. Uh, but actually I found a quote from rivers. He says, uh, when I wrote it, I was just so bored with my social life, but I really took it for granted. That's all been obliterated now. And I sure do miss it. The joke was on me. So yeah, that's rivers. For you. Um, yeah, I'm going through the lyrics now. And one thing that's very recognizable about Weezer's songwriting is, um, their rhyme scheme they always have a very strict number of syllables and rhyme scheme in the songs. And that is definitely a staple of his, uh, his songwriting um, that I think does kind of lend itself to an orchestra and like classical music where things do have to have a pretty rigid structure for things to blend together. Um, and yeah, I think from a produce, production standpoint, all together, this is just a really good album. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I, I, I definitely, I definitely agree. Um, so, uh, like, what, like, this is kind of a, a very one-dimensional question, but um, I, what song, if you had to pick one song off of here that stood out to you the most? what would it be? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Um, I'm going to have to say, uh, I, I would say with screens is definitely one of my favorites, but I would go with dead roses. Um, as one of the songs that, uh, sticks out to me the most. Um, I think it's track number nine out of 12. Um, and it reminded me almost of, the uh like the songs that were written for westerns in like the 60s and 70s um like the neo marconi like almost like slow melodic almost kind of clicky um 
instrumentation and it I don't know, that one really stood out to me just from a production standpoint. Um, but yeah, I would say, I think just the whole second half really popped mm-hmm. for me. Like that was when it got, um, it kind of slowed down. It got less poppy. Like, even though we're talking about how it is very odd and all that, um, songs like grapes of wrath and even playing my piano even are very pop driven. Mm -hmm. Um, but once you get sort of past that, I think it kind of opens up and it starts getting more personal and I don't know those songs resonated with me a lot, but that's, that's very interesting because I'm the opposite. I actually vastly preferred the first half yeah but I definitely understand what you're saying um, with the um, the first six tracks being definitely much more uh, pop driven um, I think I mean <laughs> I thought um, I definitely uh, don't think that the uh, the second half of the album is bad by by no means um actually i when i re-listened to it today i actually had a newfound appreciation for the second half because of songs like dead roses which is a really great track um like all like yeah it's, it's just a very great track um which that i i definitely did not agree with that upon my first like one or two listenings um although i do think that i still prefer the first half but i think that the track that stands out to me the most or that i'd say the two tracks that stand out to me the most are uh uh grapes of wrath and numbers um that's true it 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 takes some skill to name drop mrs dalloway <laughs> in a song in 2021 <laughs> i thought that um <laughs> The, uh, the the chorus to um, numbers uh, was just I don't know. It felt like it felt like a the climax of like a a two thousands romance movie. <laughs> I thought it was that's scary. actually really sorry. No, no, I think that's that's a interesting perspective. That now that you say that, I definitely agree with because like the sweeping instrumentation, mm-hmm. it feels like the soundtrack to like the Leonardo DiCaprio, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Um, where it's funny. That's the second time we've referenced it sounding like movies. Um, and I think cinematic is definitely an adjective that I would use to describe a lot of these songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but and yeah, I think, um, I think that numbers, the way that I described it when I first listened to it was Hey There Delilah with sweeping strings. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. Because it's not really a it's not, the subject matter is not that at all. But it just very much like the melody just reminded me of Hey There Delilah. I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's is a kind of personal song like that. He's talking to someone else. Um 
And that one, I think, has some pretty um, profound sort of relatable lyrics. Um, Like that one, I think the first few lines are, there's always a number that'll make you feel bad about yourself. You try to measure up to someone else or something like that. Yeah. Um, And that's that's a very real thing and yeah i, I, I mean that's, I think that's what's going to lead this album to stay in people's minds especially like the fans of weezer mm-hmm. because um the the classic pick for the best weezer album is pinkerton which is what rivers wrote about like feeling disenfranchised in college um and stuff like that so it's a pretty from a certain standpoint it's fairly relatable um so i think this puts okay human sort of in that same uh echelon i would say yeah um and yeah with the with the lyrics i feel like it's i mean (laughs) um Weezer, I think, since they started making music, uh, they've always just kind of wanted to be, or have tried to be, just super relatable. Um, um, or weird. Like, either very relatable or not relatable at all. That's that's kind of true. Like, almost like... Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Like trying trying to be relatable, but then also, like, you know what? Yeah, you're you're right. <laughs> I'm not even gonna try to explain that. <laughs> but, um, one thing that I found, I know you said you're not a huge Weezer fan, so I this is probably me just throwing out maybe information that you don't know. But Rivers actually has a spreadsheet. Uh, I'm not making this up. He has a spreadsheet of unpublished lyrics, and when he needs a lyric, he will go from that spreadsheet. It's sorted by number of syllables and rhyme and stuff like that. So, <laughs> I mean, are we, are, we, are we really surprised? I mean, this no. is the guy didn't isn't didn't he like run his own like Rivers Cuomo meme account? <laughs> I feel like I heard that somewhere. I don't know. He has a TikTok. Oh, of course he does. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think that might be part of the reason why people on like Pacific Daydream or whatever said that he was definitely off of his game with the lyric writing mm-hmm. because the melodies and things on that album were kind of choppy and full of syllables. And I think there was a lot of times where he had to just from other places mm-hmm. and it didn't feel very connected which I don't think happens a lot here at all um, which is to this album's benefit I think like mm-hmm. that's why it feels more personal and stuff like that and um, again I want to say like we're <laughs> giving Weezer kind of a bad time here, but that's only because that's what everyone does. Yeah. Um, I just want to reinstate, we like this album. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely like one of my favorite albums of the year so far. Um, 
if not my favorite. Um, I would say it is my favorite. We're just only in February. I mean, okay, that's true, but I mean, I've been listening to a lot of um, smaller releases from like like smaller, lesser known indie artists, and I think that there's been yeah. better albums than even this. But that's just my personal opinion and my personal taste. But this is definitely like a great album. Like, yeah, it, it's like the it's like probably better. Like, just I don't know scientifically if if that would be a thing <laughs> that you could do. Um, but you know, objectively, maybe. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 I'm I kind of building off of that. I'm just going to drop a little mini review in here. Um, the new Foo Fighters album wasn't that great. Yeah. Um, that's, I would say this is definitely better than that. If you're looking for a, a rock band album, even though this doesn't have any guitars on it, it's still better. Um, yeah. The, the Foo, the new Foo Fighters album was not good. They're the, they're the yeah. fighters now. Oh, that was stuff bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm leaving. I quit this podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see where they go from here, especially since Van Weezer is still it's on the horizon. Slated to release in May. I think May. Yeah. So. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we have a general idea of like what that album is going to sound like, but like. Where do you think that we- Weezer's heading after Van Weezer comes out? I mean, it's definitely hard to say, but what do you yeah. think? Well, I know their tour with Fall Out Boy and Green Day got delayed because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So I think that happens first, which is will also be interesting to see what they do with these songs on tour. Oh because yeah, you're right. <laughs> Just because I don't think Green so... Day is going to bring an orchestra with them. Oh, they so are. I said I don't think. Green oh, oh, okay. An orchestra with them? Yeah, um, no, probably not. <laughs> I doubt it, but um, it, yeah, and that'll be, be interesting hard. to see. Be- Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say because then also if Van Weezer comes out by then, they'll have songs that sound like Van Halen, and then songs that sound like. REM and then it'll be an interesting blend but yeah, yeah I don't I don't know if they would I honestly if they like when they go on that uh tour because I don't know that much about it because I just heard about it honestly that that was happening um and then it got delayed obviously um but I don't know if these songs here, not only, I, I don't think, okay. Not only do I not think that they would be fit for any stage thing, like just because like having a full orchestra on stage, it, it's definitely, a, it's definitely a lot. Um, but also I don't think that these songs would fit the vibe of what that would be. I would say not that tour probably. Yeah. yeah. But I think, um, you know, people like Paul McCartney will get up and play Let It Be on the piano. That has an orchestra backing. Yeah, um, but that's Paul McCartney. This is, this is that's, Weezer. <laughs> that's true. Um, but I could definitely see him getting up there and 
just playing it on the piano, even. But he is playing his piano, so he is. That's true. If there's one thing we take away from this album is that Rivers is playing his piano. Also, he didn't wash his hair for like a long period of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he also likes Indian cauliflower dishes. Yeah. Well, I guess there's a lot to take away from this album. <laughs> I guess that's true. And he, he likes Audible. Go subscribe to Audible. Right. Yeah. I'm just waiting for the day that that song gets used. Oh, on no. that commercial. That's going to ruin it. It, it kind of That's going to be the worst weezer album. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but I think that was a pretty... This is maybe our most concise discussion so far, I think. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, this was a 30-minute album. This was That's a true. album, and... It was 12 songs, but it still ended up being like tropes of Weezer albums. They're 10 songs and they're half an hour. <laughs> this and, was 12 songs and still half an hour. Yeah. And, and, and full, and full transparency. We haven't, we haven't uh, been able to put stuff out just due to conflicting schedules. So this was, yeah, that's of, true. We were actually going to do speaking of Paul McCartney, we were going to do McCartney three, but then yeah. Weezer had to go and, come out with a surprise album. I feel like everyone's just deciding to not market their albums anymore. It's just like, here's a week to prepare and then you get an album. Yeah. I mean, that's um, what Aaron Taylor Grande Swift did, did that. Paul McCartney yeah. did that. Yeah. Taylor Swift did it twice. <laughs> I know that's, and she didn't, she gave people like five hours. Right. Um, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that's, yeah, full full transparency on that. But um uh yeah, is is there anything else you wanted to to say on this one? I feel like it's hard to talk about individual tracks a whole lot because like they all kind of blend together. So, yeah, I know we're trying out this new sort of format where we don't go track by track and I think, I think it's working a lot better. I think so. I think now that we know that we can sort of do a bit more um faster paced fast fat words um <laughs> we can talk in more concise um chunks about the album as a whole i think we can start including more albums into episodes again yeah um and then they won't be an hour and a half mm-hmm. uh but i guess concluding thoughts on this album um go listen to it it's worth it it's not going to take out much of your time (laughs) no and i think even if you don't have a good grasp of weezer or you haven't really heard them before i wouldn't say this album is a good place to get to know them Mm -hmm. but i don't think it's required that you like them first to like this album right which I can't say the same for some of their other albums. Mm-hmm. So that's a plus. Um, yeah, I definitely put it in the top five Weezer albums for yeah. me. I would um, put it in the top three Weezer albums for me. Uh, <laughs> um, at, at some point we should do ranking albums of different artists. If we, if there are, um, if there's a lull, that's definitely something we could do. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> But anyway, to, um, to wrap up, 
thank you guys for listening. Um, hopefully it won't be such a big gap next time between episodes. Um, so yeah, thank, thank you all so much for listening. Um, uh, yeah. And let us know, um, I think there are comment tabs on both the chatterbox website, which if you're watching this on YouTube is whhhscbox.com. And we also have a YouTube channel for those of you who are watching or listening on the website. Um, but there are comment sections under both of those. You can let us know like if there's anything that you want us to talk about. Um, or if there's certain things that you think we're leaving out that we can try to add in. Mm-hmm. Um, cause yeah, it's, it's all about getting people to listen <laughs> and pay attention. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we hope that you join us on the next episode. Um, so yeah. Uh, bye. Goodbye. Farewell.